Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product professionals from Ibotta share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. So grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Zach LaGreca. Kevin Gentry. Patrick Kuchkowski. Jennifer Newfield. And I'm Bergen DeBell. And today, we wanted to talk about the first 90 days in a new organization. What does that look like for product managers? What do you do? How do you be successful? What does that look like depending on the type of role you're coming into, the level of seniority? Uh, yeah. Any yeah. thoughts? We have a new podcast member now. So, yes. Jen Newfield yes. is joining us. and. She is an associate PM joining us from, what team were you on before? I was on the client success team. Client success team at Ibotta. Ibotta. Mm -hmm. So another success story of pulling (laughs) someone that has been at a company and then jumping into product as a role. Um, So maybe you can talk a little bit about how it's going so far. Yeah, so I'm about a month into product. Uh, Had a lot of context on the organization, but it's definitely been interesting to jump into a completely different department and and learn a different side of the business. So it's going well so far. And what kind of drew you to product in the first place? Yeah, so something I really enjoyed on the client success side of things was collaborating with different colleagues and working cross-functionally to solve problems. In that context, it was problems that our clients were facing, but really was drawn to that and kind of the empathy of teamwork and and working together to you know develop a solution for someone so i think that translated really well to product and now i can kind of think about it more of the big picture product and and how we can help end users as well I was going to say, so a month in, are you regretting it now? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great so far. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's it's definitely really interesting to jump into a different side of the business. I've been at Ibotta a little over two years, but I feel like I've learned so much even just in the one month I've been on the product side. Cool. So any advice you know, for our <laughs> listeners you know, 30, 45 days mm-hmm. in now? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is is taking the time to fully understand the product and orient yourself with the team. So like I said, I'm working with a lot of different departments and colleagues that I haven't worked with historically. So taking the time to meet with that those team members and build those relationships is extremely valuable. Yeah, I think that's a, a great point for any product manager is meet everyone you can as quickly as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to work with a lot of different people, a lot of different teams, and it's good to establish you know, who's working on what across the different teams, who you're going to be partnering with and kind of starting to build that rapport. And so it's, I mean, maybe not the most glamorous thing, but a ton of one-on-ones and a ton Mm -hmm. of like meet and greets and coffees and stuff like that. It's usually good. Yeah. And I would recommend in those meetings be, excuse me, really focus on being a sponge in that, in that conversation. Listen more than you're talking is, is Mm. obviously the goal of those first first 90 days you're new to the either the role or new to the organization and you'll have a lot to learn from said stakeholders so I mean it's really interesting you can when you set up those discussions you can really understand someone's passion around their role or the organization when you're just kind of ask them what they do in the business and you're looked down and you're like 15 minutes later and you're like I've asked one question this is awesome so mm-hmm. um I would yeah, say how do you kind of prop that kind of passion talking like getting hmm. getting them going right like, yeah yeah I think it depends on the person individual's problem space I think when I 
prop product managers, the com- <laughs> the one on ones I've had I had with them in my first ninety days, like the conversation. Everybody's up on the whiteboard and they're scribbling <laughs> out their different work <laughs> streams. And that was like <laughs> my conversation with Kevin. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about in regards <laughs> to your focus, but or the the product itself. But you could just feel the passion yeah. you had around it. So I think uh, the PM discussions it. it definitely came out is and you could feel everybody's passion around yeah. the product um, other you know legal maybe not as much to learn up front but just understanding how to work with these other departments what types of communication that they how do they want to communicate with you when you have dependencies on them I think those are the types of questions that I went in asking in the first 90 days since you know I've been here six months now didn't need anything from legal in the first mm-hmm. six months but now have a lot of dependencies on them mm-hmm. for the project I'm working on so it was smart you know nice to establish those relationships and how to work together really up front in, in my role here at Ibotta so now it's like it's not trying to establish these as part of the project in addition to all those other deliverables yeah I think that's really important is like building that credibility yeah. so that people like you know first month you're not necessarily making a ton of huge decisions um, right. but a couple months in especially as you get closer to six months in you're going to have to start making calls that people aren't always going to like mm-hmm. um, and so having that credibility built I think definitely helps um, and I, I also agree that like finding out like what people are passionate about on the product and how those things connect together. Yeah. I remember when I was relatively new, I met with Patrick and he was up on the whiteboard like detailing out like <laughs> complex backend systems mm-hmm. and I understood about 7% yes, of it. Exactly. And now, today, I understand about 40% of it. So, one year in. Um, no, but I, I think uh, I think it's really important to like understand how the different teams like connect together, but you also start to figure out like how the product functions because it's never just as simple as oh yeah here's our code base here's some APIs it's you know there's this system that this team started and there's this thing that was being worked on by someone else but then they transitioned to a new team or that person left for another role and so no one has worked on that code in a while and you know historically this decision was made for a different reason and now we're trying to retrofit this old piece of, of software for something else and I think kind of getting that like history of mm-hmm. decisions made and, and kind of who's who's done what really can help you understand understand like, yeah. how to build whatever you're working on. Yeah. yeah, one thing I've seen be really successful, or at least propel most PMs into success here at Ibotta in particular, has been being able to ship a feature or make an impact, if not in the first few days, in the first week. And so it doesn't have to be major, but it really helps you to start to understand your domain and start to kind of break apart some of the fallacies you may have where you're like, oh, well, I thought this thing worked like this, and then you're like, oh, and it doesn't. Mm. <laughs> but it really forces you to like commit to something, and instead of really taking maybe 30 or 60 days to ramp up, sometimes it's like, I'm just going to jump into the fire and mm. learn that way. Mm-hmm. That said, that is predicated on having a team that you're starting with. Um, I know earlier we were talking, when I joined, I had two different squads. So initially it was data engineering, and it was a kind of internal operations team focused on our campaigns. And so I hit the ground running and was able to be doing backlog grooming three days in. Not full context, and it's always awkward mm-hmm. when our head of data, you know, was sitting in there like, well, when are we going to do this? And I'm like, I don't know, but <laughs> let me figure it out. But that that helped me kind of really just get going. Um, I'm not sure. I know a few others here, when they started, didn't have a squad. 
So I'd be curious to see what were your thoughts there. Yeah, like when you're in a more greenfield project. I don't know. I think both of you guys had squads when you I had a squad. Okay. Yeah, I joined you as well. I had a squad as well. So I think I'm the only one (laughs) and Jenny that haven't had a squad. (laughs) So let's hear your perspective. More greenfield. Yeah, Yeah, I think um, for me coming in, I I actually really liked it at first. Um, There were a few projects that, you know, a lot of folks were helping with kind of we were kind of stealing from other squads to help get some projects done. So (laughs) that was okay. So we were able to get some of those quicker wins. Um, And it was just enough work to just, you know, get it over the line and, 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 you know, do something with it. Um, So that was fine. And then you kind of understand with that release process, okay, who are your stakeholders? You know, you you announce something and and people start chiming in like, oh, what about this? Okay, this person really cares about this. So I'm going to talk to this guy. Um, Those kind of things. But I really like the greenfieldness of the project, which was nice. So you do a lot of market research. You do a lot of customer interviews up front. You have that space to kind of do those things. And as a PM, we crave that space so much. Mm -hmm. And so it gets so much harder when you have more teams and more, you know, you're delivering yeah. more features and, you know, ceremonies and all of these things that mm-hmm. take up your meeting schedule. Right. And then you're like, when do I have time to go build my strategy or do any of these things that we should be doing? At the <laughs> 8 p.m. on a Thursday night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, exactly. You end up doing things late and, or off hours or really early in the morning. I mean, I think yep. I've gotten here almost every day at around 7.30. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's been like insane, but... Um, yeah, I think that that's what I liked about it um, at the time, and I think, you know, making a case for other engineers to pitch in just a little bit from other squads, maybe negotiate with other PMs, like, hey, can I borrow one developer for one week and do this, and it'll help drive this thing, and um, be able to speak to that, and I, I think that'd be useful, but... Kevin's yeah. really good at that, by the way. Stealing, <laughs> the, stealing the one developer <laughs> for a couple of weeks. So if you need any tips on that, he's Sorry, your guy. <laughs> and then one week is a year later. Uh, uh, Spiral. Tension is palpable, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Kevin on that. I'm, I'm coming in and, you know, I don't have a squad yet. So I think there's a lot of uh, benefits to that. It gives you time to really you know, ideate and align on the strategy and build that foundation for yourself. And, you know, as I'm meeting with colleagues and getting up to speed on the product, it it really allows me to dive into what's the vision and and what do we want to accomplish without kind of having a backlog that you need to dive in and Mm -hmm. kind of organize. So I think there are a lot of a lot of benefits to that. And to Kevin's point, you you can get a little bit scrappy sometimes. And I think it holds you accountable to understand, you know, hey, we could deliver this. This could be a quick win or opportunity for the team. And, you know, let's share resources there. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are all some really great points. I think um, getting your strategy in place is a great thing to focus on. I think, Kevin, to your point, it's like, if you do have that time when you join, you don't have a yeah. team you have to manage right from the get-go, like, that time is precious and you'll soon yes. miss that. Yeah. So <laughs> use it while you have it. Um, but also having a strategy in place is going to make you much more effective at running yeah. a squad or a team um, once once you're once you're going. Because then you, you'll be able to use that to quickly make decisions. Yeah. Um, and if you can have that 
strategy, like well documented, well flushed out, and in a place where you're easily and quickly able to teach it to people, your engineers and other people you're working with will really understand where you're coming from and why you're making decisions, and they'll be less concerned about like, well, why are we doing this or why are we changing exactly. to do this other thing? And you know, if you have that, it's like you can always point back to the strategy. So, so that that's that's our side of the story, right? What happens when you're a new PM? coming into an organization with already a set strategy and you're kind of, you know, inheriting a team <laughs> in legacy work and maybe, you know, um, tasked with creating a st- new strategy for this team, like um, Bergen and Zach and Patrick, you have all gone through this. Like, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I think uh, don't have an ego is important. I think when you're brought on for something that already has a strategy or maybe you need to help um, redefine the strategy, but there's been existing work and kind of some existing direction on something mm-hmm. already. Um, if you come in as you know, I'm the new product manager, and you know, I'm what I'm brilliant, and, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> um, whatever. Like that, that's not going to help you out, and you're not going to be able to win people over and persuade people to to kind of uh, go in the direction you think the product needs to go. And Sounds uh, like you've had a. Uh, Bad story around this? Or yeah, yeah, my ego experience. used to be huge. Yeah. No, <laughs> I hope not. But yeah. I, I think what I have learned is um, if you if you go into it and just start making decisions, even if you have good reasoning behind what you're doing, mm-hmm. without I mean, some of this goes into like talking to people, building credibility, and getting context. If you don't do that enough, then people aren't going to trust what you're doing. And it's kind of you know, it's kind of like if you're interviewing with a product manager and they don't ask any questions, they just have answers without wanting, you know, additional context, Mm. um, that kind of shows that, you know, they're thinking of something from their perspective, but they're not looking at the wider context. And I think for a strategy, you need to really dive in and understand what has the strategy been? Why are those decisions made? Um, in in part, you can uncover like skeletons in the closet. I don't want to repeat past mistakes. If you're not talking to people, you may not find that. Um, and the people who are working on the product and the strategy often are very smart people as well. And so, not bringing them in, uh, it's just not going to do you any favors. Yeah. And I think to to build the best product you can, you want your team engaged and on board with the mm-hmm. direction. And the best way to do that is to talk early and often with people. Really, I think be a sponge was a great quote from Bergen earlier. Um, I think that's critical. Yeah. To, to echo that sentiment, I my first squad that I joined when I came to Ibotta was a machine learning focused squad and that was a new problem space for me altogether so not only was I learning a new product I was learning a new focus area within the organization and I was new to the business so I, the way I approached my first 30 days with the team was owning things that I felt confident that I could own whether that was running stand-ups and running the board or trying to you know keep backlog grooming on track and running retros like that was an area that I knew that I could have immediate impact on with the squad because that's pretty universal how those things work but in terms of strat- setting strategy or thinking it was more just is there books that you can recommend or articles that I can read to like brush up my skills around this focus area or how we do machine learning uh, within Ibotta so whether that was pointing to blog posts that we've written internally or other external resources to read through. Which is great because um, we have a lot of blog resources on this. a ton of resources. Machine learning team is great about that. They but, do yeah. a ton of writing. Yeah. So it was really helpful that there was some initial like literature there for me to read mm-hmm. through. But it was trying to own little pieces uh, that was you know took some of the, the weight off other team, team members that had been kind of playing that role in the past. So our and our machine learning manager was running the board historically so things little things that you can do just to show that you're you're really engaged you're interested in the space and 
you're, you want to continuously learn, whether that's through reading or just kind of listening and learning on the team. So I think there's like looking at the bigger strategy piece, but also really how do you like approach that first couple weeks where you're like, I don't even know what Ibotta does as a yeah. business. Yeah. And I also have no idea how machine learning works here. So it was a whirlwind first couple months, but I think if you kind of bite off, bite it off in pieces, it becomes a little more manageable. I would also say there's a big difference depending on your seniority as a PM. If you're coming in as an associate PM, there's going to be less expectation. You generally are trying to learn the craft, and so it becomes more about how do I get comfortable with the squad. The more senior you become, the more you're trying to build strategy, and you're trying to build strategy and understanding quickly. I know in a, a different company, a different role, when I was a director of operations, it became that, like, come in and you have one week to present your 30, 60, 90-day plan mm-hmm. and start executing on it. <laughs> and so I know we don't really do that as much with a lot of our senior PNs, but if you're coming in as a group PM or a director, that's kind of the expectation, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of a group question as well. So we've talked a lot on kind of, you know, ways we can approach this. What is things we've all done that were terrible or failures or things we should all avoid mm-hmm. uh, doing during your first 90 days? I, I can speak to one. Um, not talking to a lot of people. Um, I think, again, the disadvantage of going greenfield and not having a squad is you don't know where to start. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of just are almost in your little silo until you start figuring out who those people are. So mm-hmm. um, one thing I learned here was, you know, not to be so siloed mm-hmm. and talk to as many people as you can. Um, and even if you don't understand their direct connection to the projects you're working on, yep. they probably have some, if they're vocal about it and passionate about it, they have some connection and mm-hmm. some stake in it that you're just not seeing. So don't be so siloed and, and definitely talk to more people. But I've definitely run into that before where I'm like, well, this person's doing this and I'm doing this and wait. And they're yelling at me for what? And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just confusion. And, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I think I've had kind of a similar experience where um, I didn't get enough context on certain aspects of the business before really diving into a problem. And so I think kind of like we talked about earlier, finding like the, the hidden constraints that have hindered the product, the company in the past, um, really understanding that. Because there are some things that I didn't really dive much into um, earlier on and some product decisions we made where it's like, oh, it'll be easier for us right now mm-hmm. to not integrate with that system and just do this over here on our new API or new microservice. Yeah. Um, it'll just be so much faster. We won't be slowed down by some of this legacy stuff. Um, digging into that later, I started to find, you know, there were there were some... All these dependencies. Dependencies yeah. that, yeah, now, like, our new product didn't have some of the functionality yeah. and is missing components that We've other... We've the same thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> <That's exactly laughs> so I, I think that's where, like, it's the same thing, talking to a lot of people, and um, but beyond talking to people, trying to understand, like, what are the constraints of the overall system, the business, what could slow you down six months to a year from now? Um, understanding that earlier can be helpful. I would recommend, uh, or something I didn't do very well in the beginning, was documenting every decision. Mm. This mm. was, mm-hmm. I came to Ibotta in March, and seasonality is, is, a, is a big part of our business. In April, I was like, okay, I'm feeling good. I've been here for a few weeks. We're running these marketing programs with machine learning optimization behind them. And come, you know, a couple weeks into this, this program that we launched, marketing was 
uh, upset with our squad in regards to the fact that they didn't have the full picture of what we were doing. And I, being new to the organization, thought that this is kind of how we work together. We had these conversations in a meeting. We all left with a similar understanding. But um, just note that heads nodding around the table does not mean that people are understanding what is being said. So highly recommend documenting decisions that are made and sending those things out to to the entire team for visibility. I think we do a really great job of of sharing information widely within this organization. And I, as a new individual here, didn't do a great job at that at first. And I I learned that the hard way by not having those decisions documented so everybody could go back and and reference them. I I would think we've all learned that the hard way. I've definitely learned it the hard way. It makes me feel better. Yeah. I don't think you're alone. Yeah, I I think one of the key points there is you can think someone is on the same page as you and they're nodding, but they may be understanding it differently. And um, so sometimes putting it in writing where you're forced to like explicitly define this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. That's where the con like the Google doc comments start to come out where it's like, well, I thought this and say, okay, this is really getting to the meat of things. Or the the biggest thing I've run into is write down your assumptions on the doc too. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Because that one has bit me hard where it's it's this we're using the same term. Right. And it means two totally different yes. things. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Call out assumptions. Mm. Yeah. Define like anything that is like a buzzword or an acronym. <laughs> define those things because <laughs> yep. they can mean different things. They like do. a quick example is like we've had this thing called phone verification to like secure your account, and that can mean like two or three different things at <laughs> the point we're at now. Where it's like, are we talking about you know confirming information internally on, on our our platform, or does that mean using a third party party service to verify something or all of a sudden yeah. like I've, I've been in rooms talking about something and realize like, okay we're talking about two different things with mm-hmm. the same exact term well and the sad part is to solve that it literally required 7 p.m.s getting into a room <laughs> over lunch in <laughs> order to determine that we're going to call it phone authentication or phone verification let's not wow. put that on there <laughs> let's not let them know the, the dirty the dirty dirty decision making that had to happen no we had a very similar thing where it was like we're going to increase the awareness of this ad product and they're like what does that mean? Does that mean mm-hmm. increase impressions? Does that mean mm-hmm. increase the awareness of the sales team knowing that this is a product or the clients know that this is like, okay, yeah, <laughs> words matter. Words matter. You got to be very specific. I think metrics too. Like I think as you're looking to say, here's what I'm doing 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah. And talking about here's like, we're going to increase engagement. Mm-hmm. Definitely define that and make sure you have metrics where it's like, we are successful if there is, you know, an, an increase in 5% mm. of, of impressions or whatever it is, have a metric where you can quantifiably be like, we did that. And yeah. that's what we said we were going to exactly. do. We were either successful or we weren't mm. as opposed to, Hey, we increased engagement or we increased impressions by 5%. And they're like, no, we actually wanted our CSAT score to be improved. And mm. we wanted a marketing campaign to be run nationally. It's like, okay, well, those are all different things that could yeah. do that. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just taking notes right now. (laughs) You know, I think I'll be able to reflect more on this, but even just a couple weeks in, you know, I I think you guys spoke to the value of just meeting with as many people as you can, ask as many questions as you can. A lot of the advice I got was, you know, as you're meeting with people and learning things, you're not necessarily going to understand it the first few times. And just having that um, having that understanding that you're going to have multiple opportunities to learn more and uh, you don't have to fully understand it one weekend, you know, just continue to learn and be open to that. That's a, a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're coming up on time. So quickly we can go around and do final thoughts. Um, 
I think for me, one other thing I'd throw out there is make sure you know your product really well. Um, so if you're going into a consumer-facing product, you've probably had some time to use it before even you got the job, but continue using that product a lot. Really know the ins and outs of every little piece of the product you're working on. Um, if it's enterprise software, you may not have had as much time to use it until you got hired, but either way, go out and you know use it a lot. Yeah, I would say in those first 90 days, cast that really wide net and understand as much as you can from all of the different squads and areas of focus across the business. Because after that, you're going to be going really deep in your individual focus area. And it's difficult six months, nine months in to an organization to then go back and try to gather that knowledge when you're dependent on some questions or answers for your your particular focus area. So uh, go as wide as you can in those first 90 days. I think that is your area or time to like have as many conversations and coffee, like buy as many Starbucks gift cards <laughs> as you can and buy, buy, bring people out to coffee and learn from them because that is your, your time to learn and, and then it makes your, your ongoing life at an organization a lot easier. Yeah, I second that. Just establishing relationships and documenting as much as you can. Yeah, like I kind of mentioned earlier, try and make an impact, uh, but continue to just reach out and really stay humble, like we've been talking about. If you are super aggressive and you know you're going to screw things up, but people know that, then they're going to be much more forgiving along the way. Cool. Um, so we're out of time. Quick homework assignment. Create a 30-day plan. Identify stakeholders you need to meet with. Take out to coffee and try and identify a quick win. Um, other than that, Thanks for joining us for Product Coffee. Now go level up. What was that? A lot of people. That was like, my nice savior. Coffee. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Donut holes too. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. Sugar. Oh no. Oh. Never mind. There was donut holes, now they're in Zach's backpack. <laughs>